I'll introduce it in the thing when I introduce it. Oh no, we're recording. Hey guys, this is Leaf. And this is Seth. And uh you guess I'm sorry, I'm scrambling for audio cues. You're listening to same team, y'all. There it is. For those of you, for those of you that are just listening, you missed some some truly righteous hair waving around by Tess. That was thank you, thank you. I I made myself dizzy. I can't believe. So here's the deal. How long have we been doing this podcast? I've never seen you whip your hair around like that before. <laughs> I don't. I don't usually whip my hair back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> that is so funny. Um, guys, welcome to Same Team, y'all podcast. We're two librarian best friends talk about stuff they're loving, tells from the library things they've learned along the way, all in an effort to brighten your day. Uh, hey, we're back. We took a little break, and now we're back yeah. in the saddle. We didn't, we didn't take a break on purpose. It was just like, I think one week I wasn't feeling good. And the next week you were like, oops, I forgot. And then the next week it was like, well, actually (laughs) I've got a plan. And one day I think I was out of town and then I was coming back home that afternoon. And I was like, I don't know if I've got it in me, you know, (laughs) I I think the last episode you were like, I liked the Barbie movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> I told you, I was like, okay, next time, if you're not feeling it, we'll just skip and you I know, like, record next time. I like that it was like, uh, it was you know, pink and stuff. There was like pink and well, sometimes it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was hard. You're like, to, I liked it. What do you want from me? I'm like, do you, I don't know. We're recording a podcast. What do you want from me, man? <laughs> we're going to lock this in under five minutes. This is a five minute podcast. Um, as always, a reminder, um, if you like to message us about anything that you are loving, uh, you can message us at same team y'all at gmail.com or, um, directly through the magics of the internet on uh, Twitter at same team y'all Twitter still oh, exists. Actually, it's actually not Twitter anymore. Yeah. What happened? I was going to ask, is it different now? It is different. It's called X now. And a lot has happened. I know you don't read the news. No. But uh, the the main thing that happened was Twitter was bought by a man named Elon Musk. Do you know who that is? I do, <laughs> I do know who Elon Musk is. I should mention, too, there's an Elon in the Book of Judges as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. that's um, the thing. So it was bought by this guy, and he wanted to make a whole lot of changes and apparently one of the changes he wanted to make was renaming the platform so it's now called x is there still a bird no there's no bird the bird's gone bird's gone what is there there's just an x here okay (laughs) guys i'm doing a live uh i'm doing a live (laughs) research give me one second Give me one second. I'm doing a live research. Let me check this out. Yeah. One okay. Day I went to go to my Twitter app, and when it came up, it was no longer Twitter. It was X. So when we tell people that they can send us a message, it's on X. It's on dot com. I guess it's on. I don't. I'm not quite sure. 
I use the app. Let's see. Oh, S. <laughs> there it is. So good news. If you search for same team, y'all, and add the word Twitter, it still comes up. Oh, there's an X there instead of a bird. We're still on there. Um, you can still at same team y'all us any any message you want. Uh, we still occasionally post uh, uh, heartwarming and inspirational memes. I always post when there's a new episode. So if you spend a lot of time on X and you want to know when the next episode is, you can follow us if you want. <laughs> um. I uh okay so let's see I'm on I'm on the X website um <laughs> right off the bat I see apparently there's a premium X subscribe to unlock new features in premium X what would that be Well I think to have more posts Yeah I think that um he's trying to kind of expand the the platform and I think that you can do like long form videos on X now and there are a, a, a number of like other features that I don't know a whole lot about because I've just been using it for this podcast. <laughs> oh, I need to verify. We need to verify our organization, apparently. You can. I think it costs money, though. So I wasn't going. Whoa. I wasn't planning. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, listeners, thanks for sitting around while I discover recent events in the world. Uh, let me bring up my inspirational quote or slash quote let's see what do we got here we've got it under one of these windows here it is okay <clears throat> you may recognize this quote it's pretty famous life is a mystery everyone must stand alone i hear you call my name and it feels like home <laughs> when you call my name it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. In the midnight hour, I can feel your power. And just like a prayer, you know I'll take you there. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Why did you choose that quote? <laughs> it's... It's I gotta tell you, it's a rocking song. It uh, it's a it's a phenomenal song. It's a uh, I don't know. I don't want to give a repeat of last time where I'm like I don't know how to explain what I picked. Uh, it's <laughs> <But> a <laughs> that's that's what I picked, man. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. <laughs> Did you just discover that song? I know you don't listen to a lot of music. Well, you know what? That's actually a good assumption, but no. When I was a kid, we had two CDs in the house. One was Madonna's Best Hits, and the other was a soundtrack to Disney's Tarzan, <laughs> which is also very good. Yes. And oh, that's a great, great soundtrack. So I knew this song already. And there was a I guess there's a reason I picked this 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 quote is I was having a particularly difficult morning with Freya. Um, not just because of Freya, but life stuff, trying to get her to the summer camp and there was traffic mm. in a place where there legitimately should not be traffic. <laughs> My theory is that people are treating a certain intersection like a four-way stop, although there were no 
there were no four stop signs. Uh, <laughs> there were two. So those in the middle, just keep going, guys. Anyway, having a tough morning, and I get in the car, and just like a prayer, I hear it on the radio, and it put oh, me in a nice. put me in a jamming mood. Uh, thank you, Mahatma Gandhi, for your amazing <laughs> contribution. Uh, that quote is from Madonna, of course. Ma- Madonna Gandhi, of course. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ready to talk about some stuff we love? I'm so ready. This is the stuff that we love. We love! This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. That's enough of that. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um anyway if anyone would like to see us dancing around especially tess whipping her hair around like a maniac at the start of this episode you can always find us on youtube quick question youtube hasn't changed to a letter of the alphabet has it <laughs> no it's still okay YouTube. thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness you can find us on youtube um you're gonna just search for same team y'all same team y apostrophe a l l and you'll see our beautiful faces bopping around like like a couple of love sick children you, you know? can you could leave a comment there yeah. if you wanted uh you could hit that like button hit that uh, subscribe button jam that like button ring the bell so you get notified ring that bell i think we're and i don't i don't want to like what's the word i'm looking for i mean i think we listen to a good amount of podcasts you and i yeah i can't think of many other podcasts where they routinely do not ask people <laughs> to subscribe i i can probably count on my one hand the number of times we have asked people to subscribe <laughs> since we've done this podcast we asked for messages we would love yeah. messages we would we love to hear from people i think we've also we've also we're probably the only podcast that have asked people to rate rate us with their heart whatever <laughs> they whatever they feel like we deserve <laughs> i know i've had an idea of opening a what is it called? Like a Patreon. But instead of paying us with money, they just pay with with hugs and mm-hmm. hearts. But then I decided it would not be worth the effort for the joke. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your first uh, love that you're loving? Well, speaking of YouTube, I have discovered a YouTube channel that I quickly became obsessed with over the past uh, fortnight. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to do a little live research. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's called League of Pigs. (laughs) League of Pigs. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And let me tell you about this channel. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's this this guy in England, and he has five mini pigs, and he's given them all names and backstories, and he builds racetracks for them with like little obstacles for them to move around. And then he announces the races as if he were a very serious sportscaster. Here, here wait, let's do a little, here, I, I got it up right now. Let's do it. Oh, this is season eight. Here, let's jump ahead. We're able to get our more than welcome to join us over on Instagram, but for now, enjoy. Okay. League of Pigs. Okay, we're jumping forward. Sprinting. 
out of it. And I can tell you this from knowing pigs, they do not run unless there's a good reason. So it is interesting to see Hoshi so animated right now. I do wonder where he's going. He's decided he's turning off. And so he's not going into piggy heaven at all. In fact, where is he going now? Seems to be heading to the woodland still. But he's on the other side of the fence. So we will find out what Hoshi is so determined to find after the next race. Okay. Okay. I've said it before, Tess. So I'll say it again. Golden age. We are living in a golden age. <laughs> so it, what you just heard is in between the races, he'll check in with the pigs and see what they're up to. And there's always like a little drama with the pigs. Like this one found an apple tree and has been getting a sugar high off the apples. Maybe that's giving them an advantage in the races. And this one has, Oh, he's like doping <laughs> off those apples. <laughs> or, um, I learn about the pigs pastimes. Apparently pigs really love to dig and they were allowed to go in the garden, but then they dug up the garden and they weren't allowed to go in there anymore. <laughs> but anyways, all of the pigs, like I said, they all have backstories. They all have nationalities, like a pig Olympics kind of a thing. So my favorite pig is Pepper Sanchez. She's the <laughs> competitor from Mexico, and she's so cute. All of the pigs are so cute. It's so cute to watch them running and they go around the little obstacles. It's adorable. And then the guy's commentary just cracks me up because he plays it so serious um and uh it's and you can tell that the pigs are just like living their best lives and i i really there's nine seasons of league of pigs <laughs> you can go and watch the races and i know it sounds like it sounds crazy but i i really really love it i became very invested in these little pigs and i it's the stuff i've been loving <laughs> i have to keep in mind so whenever i and granted well later i might have a little bit of an announcement about this but granted i've pretty much been living in a bunker for the past year and a half at least um where i don't really know what's going on in the world and uh but i have to keep in mind every time i see something on the internet that bums me out league of pigs exists <laughs> and that is a very good thing that i don't think could exist without the internet right that's like, right no one's gonna spend like you know abc or i don't know if ne cable networks even exist anymore but like these channels aren't gonna pay millions of dollars for league of pig but this guy <laughs> <laughs> he got it he got it going man you know is it which one do you prefer i think i know the answer league of pigs or not too long ago maybe maybe a year or two years ago time is weird league of was it marble league oh, the marble olympics yeah I do, I do love the marble olympics and i will say when league of pigs popped up in my algorithm i was like Ugh, what is this guy trying to be marble olympics yeah what is this guy trying to do Ugh. but i have to say league of Ugh. pigs has definitely like outshone the Marble Olympics in my opinion, just because the pigs are alive and I <laughs> and and he's interacting with them and they're eating leaves and it's you, so cute. It's you, so incredible. You heard cute. it here first. The pigs <laughs> are alive, people. The um I first thing I think of when I think of League of Pigs is Freya would 
Absolutely love this. And oh, as please, please watch it with your daughter and please tell me which of the pigs becomes your favorite, because I feel like you are going to inevitably be inevitably be drawn to one particular pig. So please tell I, me which. One I like be. pigs too. Pigs are pretty cool creatures, you know? Oh, they're um, so cool. I love this, them. This they're sounds so, like. They're so uncomplicated. Like they're just motivated by food. <laughs> I just love to eat. These sweet little, these sweet little. Which I can relate to. <laughs> these sweet Every little day pigs. is Fat Story Friday for pigs. <laughs> yeah, that's just like every single day. <laughs> I think too is like a lot of times if we're at home, Amanda, Frey, and I, and we're like, let's put something on the TV. And we're like, well, we don't want to put something on that like Freya likes, but we hate. Like, mm-hmm. not that we hate Paw Patrol, yeah. but there, there's nothing in Paw Patrol for me. I'm right. like, okay, I get it. They're dogs that fly, and that one's a construction dog, and that one's a garbage <laughs> dog. Okay, I'm not getting anything out of it. But we don't want to have anything on that, like, Freya is going to be bored of, too, because then we're trying to enjoy it, and she's, like, bouncing around. Now, League of Pigs, <laughs> right in the middle. We have a few shows... The whole family can enjoy the League yeah, of Pets. Yeah, we have a few shows that are like all of us kind of shows. Like Bob's Burgers is a good all of us. Oh, I love Bob's and Burgers. And like Bluey. Like we've got a list of shows that are like we're all getting something out of it. But it's not that big. So this one could be, I appreciate the recommendation. I really, I really hope that you guys enjoy it. And I hope that everyone listening just go over there and check it out. Give them a little like and a subscribe. I want to support these this the league of pigs is a stuff i've definitely been loving (laughs) my stuff that i'm loving my first one is um not a lot to say about it but it's a podcast called uh the bible in a year by father mike schmitz um he's a i guess a catholic priest and a friend of mine miss jenna that i work with uh we've been kind of uh, you know, you kind of like, you just kind of know from coworkers or people in your life, like who you can talk to about who these kind of things. Who can I talk to about this? Yeah. <laughs> without, without them feeling weird. Yeah. And without alien or, or offending or, you know, we're just all human beings. And Jenna's, she's, she's a good person. And she recommended this to me because I was talking to her about our journeys reading the Bible. And she had told me like, well, check out this podcast. Because uh, they take that Bible in a year format. There's a bunch of different, uh, you know, reading guidelines. And what's nice, he'll read like uh, two chapters of, let's say, Genesis. Like, I, and they're actually using an interesting format. I think it's, I don't, there's a specific name for the reading. It's kind of, but it doesn't just start from Genesis to Revelations. It's like you do the first two chapters of Genesis and like one of the Psalms. And then the next one you do, like they kind of, like intersperse it a little bit so that way you're not hitting like 150 psalms in a row you kind of spread them out a little bit yeah um and anyway yeah really smart and so like where i'm at now because i just started listening to it maybe a week ago they're like they'll do like a couple like two chapters of genesis and then like two of the books of job like they'll go in order and then like one of the books of proverbs you know or chapters i should say and um anyway I love it. And then uh, once they're done reading, so they're reading them, and then he'll kind of discuss it. But I was telling Tess this before we recorded. The thing I like about this guy, and I don't know if you're going to be able to see him. Number one, 
he's probably the best looking man I've ever seen in my oh. life. Like he is. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this man's face here. Wait, let me yeah, see. No, see you just see a ball of light. Yeah. Uh, look oh, at, I can kind of see. Oh, yeah, he is a nice looking man. He looks like a model. Like he yeah, looks like he a supermodel. He looks like he could be. Uh, and I asked you not Superman. Like he looks like they could hire yeah. him to be Superman. He's I a good looking guy. But not only that. But he, uh, there's like one image I found of him where he is like on a, at a pulpit, like in the rain, like outside. And it looks like some kind of like Christopher Nolan-esque film. <laughs> like he looks like he's like on the set of Dark Knight and it's, like, it's gorgeous and he's smiling. Anyway, the thing too is once he's done doing the readings and he'll do a short kind of like summary slash description slash kind of explaining what things are going on. And what I was telling Tess earlier is what I like about him is he'll talk about the Bible and Jesus Christ and and all these stories the same way that I feel like people talk about like Marvel movies. Like he brings this level of excitement that's like really refreshing. Cause I was telling Tess, I get it. Like I get you. We're all trying to be respectful and like you have got this level of like respect and 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 reverence. But I mean, no one ever said, like, hey, anytime you read about the Bible, stop having fun, guys. Just be serious. Shut up be serious like i don't like that like that's a big turnoff for me you know and i think that's part of the reason the chosen works so well the tv show because it is fun like there's sweet moments and there's funny moments and anyway uh just to wrap things up bible in a uh let's say podcast is called the bible in a year with father mike schmitz s-c-h-m-i-t-z and it's by i guess there's some kind of platform called ascension and uh anyway, it's the stuff I'm loving. It's it's a uh, it's uh as the I believe this is a religious term, it's effing dope. <laughs> it's fire. It's like straight fire, you know. <laughs> I love it. But like he'll like and he'll get ta- you know, he'll get excited to start talking and he'll start talking like real fast and cutting himself off. He's like, No, no, no. So then and then what they're doing here is with Jesus Christ. I'm like, Yeah, Mike. <laughs> that's right so, boy I like it. Get ex- and i'm excited to see what happens when he gets to like and i don't want to call him drier ones but let's say i'm looking at you numbers <laughs> i'm looking at you leviticus i want him to be like oh my god and then the poles of the tabernacle they were like this long it was crazy <laughs> man and then they were doing this and then there was all these rules about it and then they said the rules like five times but let's do it again <laughs> <laughs> uh leviticus if you're listening we love you bro it's fine <laughs> can you imagine if each if each book in the bible was like a, a different personality <laughs> personality that's so that's such a funny idea oh my god anyway that's the stuff i'm loving oh <laughs> uh, can i real quick I just want to share my favorite Jesus joke from The Chosen. I would love to hear this, please. I love the, there's a part where they're invited to stay at someone's house and they're describing like their, like the arrangements that they have. They're like, and one of the rooms is haunted. And Jesus says, Ooh, I'll take that one. (laughs) Just love it when he does that. Ooh. There's another part. There's another part too where Matthew's talking to him and they're they're working on his big sermon on the mount. And, oh yeah. And and he goes, he goes, so wait, he goes, everyone who looks at another person with lust in their heart is adultery. And Jesus gives him this look like, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't make the rules, man. You know, what I really like about that scene, and I swear we'll move on from this after. I know people listening are like, how many times are we going to talk about this? I'll stop after this. But I, one of the things I really appreciate about that scene is there's a lot of times where you're reading the New Testament or and your um Jesus tells some kind of parable. He likes to tell these stories that have lessons associated with them. But nine times out of 10, the people look at him and say, what did you mean by that? And I, on the one, on the one hand, I was thinking, gosh, I, I feel like some sympathy for Jesus. Like no one seems to understand what he's saying the first time he says it. It must be kind of frustrating, but there's a, but Matthew kind of calls him out in that scene. And he's like, people aren't going to understand that. What do you mean? We're the salt of the earth. And he says, Matthew, you got to allow me a little poetry. (laughs) It's like, I love that. I love the idea that Jesus was like, just trying to be poetic. And like, people were like, wait, what? (laughs) We could talk about this for a long time, but I really think of good. like, I think of like the character of Jesus is like, it's like, it's almost like Superman and Clark Kent, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Superman gave up the Clark Kent persona, he's Superman all the time, mm-hmm. right? He can't sit down and just hang with his boys. So it's like, it's almost like Jesus to me is like, I'm making the best because I know once I come out, like I got like a year at most. Yeah. People are gunning for me. And don't get me wrong, I know it's part of the plan. I've got it in my head and I know everything about the universe. But this is it. This is my one time. I I'm going to have a good time, you know? No, oh, you do. You see him dancing with mm-hmm. his friends. He's not good at sports. I really appreciated that. <laughs> well, I I thought about that. Do you think he's purposely not is he not good or did he purposely throw like mess up because he knows it's more important for them? Then for oh, him, that's a good point. I was thinking to myself, yeah, he could win if he wanted to. Um, but why would you, I don't know, waste a miracle yeah. catching a ball? You know, like that's not that important. And that's what I, I kind of liked about the scene is like, ultimately, this isn't really that important. No, no. And like, <laughs> I liked it too. Games it was... are meant to be fun. And if you, you know, <laughs> well. And I thought a lot about that scene because I know I'm I'm not a competitive person. So like if I I've, I think I've probably said this on the cast before. If I'm playing a game against someone, whether it's a video game or a game of air hockey or anything, and it's competitive, the second I realize that the other person like really wants to win, I find myself just pulling back on purpose. Like even it's like against my will because it doesn't matter to me that much. Um, but the thing is, I was thinking <laughs> this is this is kind of weird. I kind of thought that scene was almost like a mini, it's like a mini crucifixion because he, lo- look at your eyes, because he loses in front of his friends and they're kind of making fun of him, right? Yeah. And like when you're you're with your boys and your boys are jabbing at you and you know you're the king of the universe, but everyone's like, look at this effing nerd from Nazareth. He can't even catch a freaking ball. And so like the point of the crucifixion, well, to me, I'm thinking it's like you you demean yourself, right? You let yourself lose so that others can win and you're humiliated and you're beaten and all that. And granted, they're just playing a game of ball, but like that's the point. You lose on purpose. You make it worse for yourself 
said others have a better time, which is completely upside down to like traditional thinking. But that's what Jesus did while he was catching the ball. Right. That's so cool. And he could he have made that. He could have made, I don't know, he could have made a thousand balls. He could have juggled them in the air like stars. But he was like, nah, I'm not. That's not worth it. And now I look yeah. like a fool. I look like a fool the day before my big coming out party. Right. And he's like, oh, my God, I look like a freaking fool. But that's fine. It's OK. We're going to roll with it. You know, I already know they're going to try to throw me off a cliff. What am I going to do? You know, <laughs> anyway, that was the That was the chosen talk. The end. Well, well chosen little tangent there. Mm-hmm. Um, my next stuff I'm loving was a TV show I recently watched on Netflix. Now, I feel like I've talked about probably on this podcast, the Great British Baking Show at some point. And I feel like I've probably talked about the TV show Nailed It. You, you're the one who told me about Nailed It. I had never yeah. heard of it before. Uh, Nailed It is one of my favorite shows. If you've never seen it, it's on Netflix. And it's people who aren't very good at baking trying to bake elaborate, like, illusion cakes and failing. But it's... It's all in it's all in good fun. We're all it's, having a good time. It's very lighthearted. Like the point of the show is to mess up. It's okay. Um, and so what I found recently on Netflix is they have a new show that is kind of the Great British Baking Show meets Nailed It. And it's called the Big Nailed It Baking Challenge. And they invite people. What should we what should we call this thing? Just smush. <laughs> Just, just smush the names together. together. Chad, don't <laughs> overthink it, man. Just smush the names together. They know what they're doing over at Netflix. Um, so uh it's a bunch of amateur bakers and not like not good ones, <laughs> ones that are just they're just okay. They're like average home bakers. And they uh they do a something like, I don't know, like 12 part challenge, and every week. One of them goes home. Um, they go home with fabulous prizes, but they go home and the others keep going um, until there's one champion. But the fun thing is, is that they start off pretty average and they include in every episode a lesson for them to like to improve their baking skills. And by the end, they're like really good bakers, like actually really good. And they learn from the mistakes that they made so we you know they make these ugly looking cakes and we all laugh but every week they get better and better and better and do the cakes look perfect no they're not they're not gonna look perfect because they're just they're they're not professional bakers they're just baking for fun at home but the cakes taste better and they look better every week and the people feel more confident and proud of themselves and it's a really sweet, wholesome show. It's also full of lots of laughs, just like Nailed It. But I love that they also kind of include the aspect of like, we're also improving every week um, because that's what you can do. If you like something, you just keep practicing at it and you can get better at it. And they all like very similar to the Great British Speaking Show. All of the contestants are very supportive of one another and um you know talk to each other help each other out and it's a it just was a really 
nice show that I enjoyed over the past fortnight. So the the big nailed it baking challenge was the stuff I was loving. <laughs> do they do they still say nailed it? They do say nailed oh, it. Every good. time they show <clears throat> their creation, they say nailed it. And you're all supposed to laugh, but I will say, like towards the end of the show, they really do nail it. Like I <laughs> So they start by saying nailed it ironically. And then by the end, they're like, it's I nailed genuine, it. I genuinely nailed it this nailed time. Nailed it. Tell me, you tell me to my face I didn't nail this. <laughs> and all of the contestants were really fun and it's it was just a real good time. I I recommend it. <laughs> I was thinking, so I recently went to um, Great Wolf Lodge, like the water park hotel thing with Mm -hmm. Amanda and Frey and my mom and my sister and her son, Logan. And part of me was like, I was like, that's an easy stuff I'm loving. But you know what? If I looked into my heart. Didn't really love it. (laughs) I don't know if I loved it. There were, how about this? I can still use it. There were parts of it that I loved. So should should i if i'm being honest there's some things i didn't love let's just say some things i didn't love one grave Lodge, too noisy man it's mm-hmm. too noisy i'm an old man i don't want it's too noisy everyone's howling and the water's splashing everywhere i don't know what's going on the wave pool kids are howling uh here's the thing i did love though is uh they had this rope course like you get on a harness and you put it up through a thing and Freya like a zip line kind of thing. Kind of like a yeah, like a zip line instead of you zipping, it's more like you're climbing, you know? Okay. Like the it's not on a wire. It's more like your harness is like in a track. So you're you're climbing and going across these balance beams and whatnot. And uh I did that with Freya and that was phenomenal because she's a Freya's a little girl and we're really high up there. And then there was another level that was another higher up she did great didn't get scared at all um so that was great i enjoyed that uh oh let me think about this my sister and her son were there oh boy so then here's another good thing (laughs) no you guys are listening you guys are great hey logan uncle hot rod loves you but (laughs) it's i only can handle so many i retired from children's services as you know and (laughs) I'm now down to child services. Just one. My just one, one child. child that you yeah, just one child. Um, but a thing I did like is we were there and there was a big storm brewing. Ooh. And the power went out. And I've never been in a water park, an indoor water park at night when the power went out. And it was very exciting. I had Freya with me and the f- power came back on. And Freya was pretty cool. Because I explained that the power went out, like just like at home. Um, but then it was a little bit of a bummer because guess what? You can't can't go on a water slide if you think the power is going to go out. Because right. without any water, you're going to get hurt going down the slide, or you're going to get stuck or something. So I'm going to count that as a cool thing. I enjoyed the blackout, and I enjoyed hanging out with my family. So my trip to Great Wolf Lodge, at least. 60 to 60 to 70% of it was the stuff I'm loving. I think um uh family vacations can be stressful and Brett and I have decided that you can't actually call it a vacation. Yep. If you if you went somewhere with your family 
or you went somewhere to see your family. Um, and so, uh, and I feel like you might feel guilty about it afterwards. I feel like sometimes people think I should have enjoyed that more. I was spending quality time with my family, but families can be stressful that this is a group of people that you did not choose to hang out with. Like that, you know, it's, it's just your family. And so it, it comes with like a, a whole different set of expectations and a whole different set of, uh, whole, uh ways whole, that you communicate a whole, a whole history right yeah, you know? yeah yeah and so I, I i think it's totally fair for a family vacation to be stressful and i think it's totally fair that when you come back from that vacation for you to feel like you didn't actually have a vacation um so i think your feelings are valid and if you're out there Thank listening you. If you're out there listening to this, you are probably also nodding your head like, oh, yes, I have experienced this. Um, so it's fine. And I think and I I applaud you for finding positive things in the trip that you did love. You know what, Tess? Thank you. Uh, one other thing. I love the Lazy River. I was in the Lazy River. So Amanda did watch, you know, we trade off like Frey, Amanda's watching Frey. And granted, Frey is of the age now like she's. She's a stone's throw from being like, okay, I'm going to the pool just, and we'll let her know like, okay, let us know if you go to a different area. Cause she can swim on her own and she knows what's up. But anyway, we still wanted to be near her, but anyway, she watched Freya and I was in the lazy river so long and I, I was in the tube and I was letting my feet drag, you know, uh-huh. that I chipped away the toenails on my big toes so now my two big toes have like, imagine like the letter U. That's what I got in my toenail down to like the bed because I was just rolling. And like one of my toes is missing like a bunch of skin. It was incredible. Anyway, all that to say, that's a thing I'm loving because I love Lazy Rivers, man. It's great. Lazy Rivers, it can't be beat, really. It can't be beat. <laughs> Actually... <laughs> How do you like that? That was I was that was me trying to do a record skip. Was that good here? Let's try that again. Let's go to our next segment. Okay, so guys, um, Tess and I are going to do something different. We're going to skip Telson Library because once we're done this podcast, we're going to what do we call it? Stuff from the Bible. <laughs> Stuff from the Bible. We we've realized. So Tess and I are going on a little bit. Is it safe to say spiritual journey? Absolutely. And and we respect each and every one of our listeners. And we understand that that's not everyone's cup of tea. You don't want to drink this tea. And that's fine. So we're saving this talk um, till the end of the podcast. So if you want to stick around joining us on our stuff from the Bible segment uh, after the end of the podcast, when we've said all of our uh, things we're thankful for, things we love about ourselves and all that jazz, we'll jump into it. If you're like, you know what, that are 15 minute side talk about the chosen uh i'm done with this i don't want that that's fine it's our feelings won't be hurt you just log off and then uh we'll see you next week and uh or next fortnight and uh we wish you uh the best things but we do have like uh a life lesson did you learn <laughs> a life lesson this week i did that's great let's talk about it Okay. <laughs> Look at those laughing fools. What's your life lesson, Tess? Uh, well, 
interestingly, uh, we're no longer doing Tales from the Library, but this is sort of uh, related to the library, my life lesson that I learned. Um, it is also related to the world's largest rubber duck. <laughs> so I feel like I have discussed on this podcast the fact that the world's largest rubber duck came to visit my uh, uh, my hometown, the town that I I uh, work in and live close to. Um, her her name is Mama Duck, and um, Mama Duck, Mama Duck, and for for weeks, maybe even months leading up to her arrival, I was getting really, really excited because I love cute stuff. As I mentioned, the League of Pigs is so cute. I just love cute stuff. It's just part of who I am. If it's cute, I'm excited about it. And uh, what could be cuter than an enormous rubber duck? I was so excited for her to come. And then um, as she was coming closer, I was asked by the library that I work for if I would do a special duck-themed story time. And you said, hell no, over my <laughs> over my dead body. And then you, said- you tendered your resignation and you stormed out of there. I said, you could not have asked a more enthusiastic person. Oh, I was wrong. You know, okay. To do this duck story time. I was like, I'm, I, I know that I'm going to go see the duck regardless. So if you tell me that you're going to go see the duck and do a story time for kids there about the duck, I was like, I'm already going to be there. So yes, I will do duck story time now. As as it was getting closer, the duck's arrival was was impending. She was almost upon us. I started hearing these rumors about the amount of people that they expected in our mm-hmm. town to come and see the duck. Now, here's something I don't like. I love cute things. I don't like big crowds of people. Not really my No, you don't. That's not your thing. Not my thing at all. I find it very stressful to be in big crowds of people. And I was told thousands, tens of thousands of people are going to come and see the duck. And probably hundreds of them will want to come to this story time. And I, I, then I felt a bit uh, anxious, (laughs) not a bit. I felt very anxious about the fact that I had volunteered to do this story time and now and also the story time had a craft associated with it. Oh no. And we only had now I will say I feel like we you had enough smart. for 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were smart and we put the craft in a bag so like we could just hand them out to people. Um but we had enough money you know, it's a public library. We only had enough money to make like a hundred craft bags. So these take and make craft, we had a hundred of them. So I was thinking to myself, if more than a hundred people come, there's going to be some disappointed people. And that's just going to be how it is. But I hate to disappoint people that no one like love. Well, maybe there's people out there who just love to disappoint. Ryan, Ryan Dowd would call them everyday sadists. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. Doesn't he say something like 10% of of humanity? Not you or I, but someone. There were some people out there that were probably going to be upset about this. So then I I was thinking about that and I was thinking about the crowd. And then that morning, 
was a very stressful morning. So I was like, okay, it's the day of the duck. I'm already feeling kind of anxious because I don't know what's going to happen. Also, they were calling for rain. And I was like, if the rain comes, we won't be able to do the story time because it's an outdoor story time. We have like a sound system that we have to amplify our voices with. If like a hundred people are going to be there or more, um, we won't be able to do it. And then there'll be even more disappointed people. And that's not going to be great. And then I'll be disappointed because I won't go get, I won't get to go see the duck if it's raining. And so I had all of these thoughts. And the thing is, I, I am, I suffer from severe anxiety. And if you also, if you're listening to this and you have anxiety, then you know that your brain is just constantly coming up with worst case scenarios. Like you're just constantly thinking what might happen? How can I avoid it? Um, How will this make other people feel? How am I, how am I going to handle? And so you're just constantly thinking, and that's what I was doing all morning as I was thinking about this. And then something else happened at the library. That was also stressful. Um, We found, tests in an item and it was enough that we had to shut down the library uh for the rest of the day so that we could treat the area that the item was found in for the pests now Mm. we isolated the incidents uh everything's fine but at the at the time I felt very stressed out about it because I was like, what I remember, I remember I came into work that, that morning and I saw one of my coworkers looking at an item that had been found, had been returned to the library with a magnifying glass. Oh, never a good sign. Never (laughs) a good sign. I thought, Hmm, exactly. Not a good sign. Wonder what's going on over there. So then my brain started going, Oh, by the way, we had another program planned for this day, a registration program. And I was thinking, I'm going to have to call these people and tell them we're not having this program. I hope that they're going to be cool about it. Um, so it was a it was a bad it was a it was starting off to be a really bad day. And I was filled with worry and anxiety. So we ended up closing the library early but that doesn't affect my duck story time. So I show up in the afternoon for my duck story time. I'm worried there's not going to be parking. Where am I going to park? Found a parking space. Okay. Great. I'm worried it's going to rain. It's going to rain and our sound system's going to get all wet. Rain held off. Okay. No rain. There's like hundreds of people are going to show up to this thing and there's going to be people who are upset and disappointed. I think 80 people came, which was a great, great number. Oh, um, that's nice. Perfect. Because it that's was less like, than the crafts you had. Prepared. Right, right. It was a lot of people, but it wasn't so many that we would run out of things. So it was great. Um, and then I went down to see the duck in all of her glory um, with our good friend Jill and her husband. And we had a really nice time gazing up at the duck and taking pictures with her and just looking at how cute she was and we walked around and there were like vendors and you know people you know selling ice cream and we ate ice cream and it and then and we and then we went home and you know what everything was fine and all of that worry that I had was basically for nothing because all of the worst case scenarios that I had imagined in my brain, none of them actually played out. It was all in my head. Um, And I was really, 
really struggling that day. And uh, so I learned a few lessons from my experience with Mama Duck. Um, And that is that worrying doesn't help. (laughs) I think even our homeboy Jesus uh, uh, (laughs) rhetorically asks, uh, does worrying add any time to your life? (laughs) And it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. In fact, it just makes everything worse. Just worrying Mm -hmm. about stuff, especially stuff that you don't have control over, like the rain. (laughs) Nothing you can do about that. I mean, maybe you can find some shelter, but other than that, you're kind of like at the mercy of, of nature there, you know? Um, so worrying doesn't help. Um, and then I was upset at myself for all of the, sh- the the strife that I had put myself through, knowing that I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed mm. to be anxious. You know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times the Bible says, do not be anxious. Do not be afraid. There's probably, I could probably look it up and it could tell me it's probably like 300 something times or so or more. And so I know that I'm not supposed to do it, but I do it anyway. And I felt bad about myself for doing it. And then I, so I just want to say a lesson that I learned is that if you fail, like I failed at not being anxious, but I can keep trying. Maybe the next time something comes up, I'll be able to handle it. Um, if I just keep at it, if you keep practicing and it takes time, that's the other thing is I think like, I, I guess I expected like, oh, it says not to be anxious. So I won't be anxious, (laughs) but, but that that's not realistic. It's that it takes time, especially if you have a psychological condition, (laughs) which anxiety is like, it takes time to recover from that. Like, it's not and I use I heard um somebody it's a a quote that I heard somebody else say. They said it's a process, not a poof. Mm. So it's not a poof, you're you're better. It's you're you've now entered into a process of trying to recover from your anxiety and trying to be less anxious and less fearful. And that's it's going to take time and that's okay. So so if you're out there and you're like, maybe I need a lesson from the duck, that's one of them that I learned. And the other lesson that I learned is that you, if you recognize that you need help with something, go ahead and ask for help. Like, I think that we all feel like we need to handle whatever it is. Like, I'm an adult and I should be able to handle it. Or I'm, you know, I'm a girl boss. I don't get, you know, you can't, you know, I can handle it myself, but if you recognize that you need help, it is totally okay to ask for help. And you can ask a friend for help. You could ask God for help. You can ask uh, a coworker for help. It's okay. You could ask a doctor for help if you feel like that you have some sort of condition. It's okay. And these were all things that I learned from a giant rubber duck. <laughs> you never know when you're going to learn these life lessons. They hmm. just come to you. But it's it's so funny to me because for like weeks before the mo- the mama duck was gonna visit, I was sort of like, <laughs> I was sort of like adoring her. I was like, oh, I was doing like 
may mama duck bless us and keep mm-hmm. us and i was doing all these like jokes about how mama duck was going to save us and everything but in a way she kind of i kind of did have a spiritual experience because of this duck like it, it it made me think a lot about my anxiety and how like it doesn't help to worry it doesn't help to beat yourself up what does help is to ask for help if you need it and to also just be nice to yourself and know that it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's, you know, something that, you know, I might be working through this for the rest of my life and it is what it is. That's okay. At least I'm working on it. So that was my life lesson. (laughs) That's a a heck of a life lesson right there, sister. Yeah. If you want to follow us on X, I will post a photo of myself and Mama Duck and you can <laughs> and you can experience her for yourself. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. Uh let's <clears throat> let's what do we call it? Positivity pause. Let's take a break <laughs> to say think something thankful. Let me just hit this button. <laughs> Leo, shut it. Okay, so then anyway, <laughs> I like every time I do that bit, I make Tess laugh. I don't know if you can always hear it on the mic. Um, guys, let's take a moment. Let's think about something we are thankful for. Uh, uh, I'll go first. I'm thankful for... Give me one second. I'm thankful for the amazing things that can happen when you spend um, dedicated time <laughs> reading I'm so sorry for this. The Bible is, <laughs> I've told Tess this before. I don't know. I'll be the first one to admit, like, is there a placebo effect going on? Is it just like dormant, like memories I have from childhood and like things are kind of like coming up as I read through this Bible for the first time. I mean, yeah, pretty much like as an adult actually reading it. Um, But I'm thankful for, the people thoughts and processes and uh that went into the creation of uh the many translations of the bible <laughs> nice i am grateful uh and you touched upon this earlier when we were talking about the league of pigs and you said um uh for every bad thing that's on the internet we mm. have to we have to respect that when there are uh good things on the internet and I was just thinking today about content creators because I was also discussing with a friend um, another channel that I like to watch, which is Seductive, which is a man and his therapy duck um, and their adventures together. <laughs> and um, I love watching this guy just take his duck into like stores and take it on vacation. <laughs> and like it's just cute to watch him like interact with the duck. And I was thinking, like you said, the internet is the source of a lot of really bad stuff, a lot of vitriol, a lot of controversy. Uh, um, uh, but there's also these people that are just hanging out with animals or maybe they post fun reactions and they're using it for uh, for a good purpose. And so, and also I, I think people say, oh, like, oh, your job is so hard. You make videos 
But like people who do create content for YouTube, for instance, or Twitch or something like that, um, they are working really hard. Like I think that people don't. Oh, it's a job. Yeah. Yeah, it's a job. They have to edit those videos. They have to um, plan when they're going to film them and publish them. And uh, it's, you know, it's a lot. And uh, so I, I'm just really grateful for people who take who who decide to do that and they take time and they post good stuff to the internet. So thank you to those good content creators. <laughs> uh, listening friends, take a moment and uh, say something that you are also thankful for. Could be something in your life, something that you witness. Could be me and Tess. If it's me and Tess, that'd be great. <laughs> Ah, uh, next time maybe. Uh, <laughs> Tess, what's something you love about yourself? Um, something I love about myself uh, is I have a really big heart. Um, and I think that's why I love pigs or ducks, big rubber ducks, <laughs> or um, uh, the little squirrels and birds that are out on my balcony, and uh, uh, and, and, you know, the people who come in the library that I help, I've got a big heart and sometimes it's hard to have a big heart. Sometimes you might think, oh, I wish I didn't have this big heart and cared so much about everything. Mm -hmm. But the, when you consider the alternative, <laughs> I, I love that I have a big heart and, uh, it'll probably just keep getting bigger. <laughs> It's, it's like as big as Mama Duck one day, as big, and then it's gonna go around the may, world. May visiting. her countenance shine upon us yeah, and bring yeah. us peace. Yeah, I love. Um, I love that I try to. Uh, this is gonna sound weird, but I try to be better. You know, like I'm aware of what things I can be better at and what things that I'm pretty good at, and uh, you know, not to get too down in the muck, but I'm aware of what things I can be better at, and I try. You know, so uh, listeners, what do you love about yourself? Oh, damn. Yeah, I love that booty, too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Same Team, y'all. Um, we're uh, almost a fortnightly podcast. Like I said, you can send us an email, same team, y'all at gmail.com. We want to know what you're loving. Tell us what you're loving, guys. And uh, remember, smash that bell, smash that subscribe, um, tell someone, you know what, call your mom up if she's still around, call your mom up and tell her how much you love her. Let's just do that instead of subscribing, actually. We really <laughs> yeah, care. Idea. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, oh, don't forget, <clears throat> we love you. But not in a creepy way. Okay, here's our, I got found a little segment music. Give me a second. Oh. Knock it off. So anyway. What was that? I liked it. <laughs> Joke always hits with Tess. Joke always <laughs> hits with Tess. Here, wait, let's go back. You like it? It's one of my favorite pieces. I do. What is it? It's called, uh, let's see. I like big butts. <laughs> it's um, it's Italian. It's I. Oh, okay. Giorni. G-I-O-R-N-I. 
by Ludovico Inaudi, who's one of my favorite composers. Yes, so. I've, you've mentioned him to me. Before. Oh, he, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. It always, I don't know. I don't know really what the piece is about. It's just a musical piece, but it felt fitting. Welcome to Stuff from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the only place where you get the real, I don't know what we're doing. Okay, Tess, what are we talking about? Okay, so so Leaf and I, uh, we decided that we need to put our, <laughs> we, it, as he mentioned earlier, we were both on spiritual journeys and um, we talk a lot about our spiritual journeys because they're very important to us. But we realize that um, it may not be of interest to everybody. In fact, there's a lot of people who have really strong feelings about spirituality or religion and maybe they have experienced some kind of like negativity associated with that and they don't necessarily want to hear us talk about it all the time especially since that's not like what we've been talking about for the past I don't know like 70 episodes is kind of a relatively new thing for us um so we decided that we're gonna limit it to (laughs) we're gonna try to limit it to a segment and we're gonna put it at the end of the episode so you can skip it if you don't want to if you want to join us on our spiritual journeys then you can (laughs) and if you if anyone's still sticking around if you'd like to listen to tess and i record an entirely separate podcast (laughs) where we go through the entire bible Chapter by chapter over 25 years, let us know because I'm trying to convince <laughs> Tess that this is a thing that we must do. Um, but since this is a new segment, um, and Tess has searched within the bowels of her serial killer notebook to find a topic worthy of discussion, and uh, she picked a page, we went three up from the bottom, and that is the item that we will be discussing. What are we, <clears throat> what are we discussing today? Um, so the page that you chose, <laughs> cause I was like, I can't pick, there's so many things. It's like we cast lots to decide what we were gonna. So I don't know about you, Leaf, but when I am writing in my serial killer notebook, it's kind of just like whatever I'm thinking about, like whatever I just have a thought about and I need to get it like out of my mind and onto a piece of paper mm-hmm. so I can stop thinking about that thing and kind of move on with my life. Um, and, um, it's not necessarily a stuff from the Bible, but it does, it does, it is associated with, <laughs> this is really interesting. I'm on um, the edge of my seat. Yeah. Okay. So from what I understand, um, I, so I, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I feel like legacy listeners may have known that about me already. Um, and um, within Judaism, there's kind of this, um, you're kind of told that Christianity is bad and that you should not, you should not explore it and you should not associate with it. It's when Christian people are fine, but they are part of a death cult and they, they worship a dead guy and it's weird. And, and he was a false. Oh, prophet. and probably they eat, eat his body and drink. Yeah. His blood, right? he, was yeah. A, he was a false prophet. He, was, he said dangerous stuff and yeah, don't concern yourself with the Messiah. It's he was not horrible even- at that ball game his- that he, <laughs> He was really bad at that ball game and he's trying to catch it and he kept dropping it. I mean, come on, it's dude. Not even it's not even worth worrying about. Um and um 
now and, and to be fair i do feel like if you grew up christian you probably got a similar talk the other way around mm. oh jewish people they they're not going to heaven or, or not just jewish people all kinds or of people. everybody yeah. Yeah, yeah they they're not as good as us we have the, all the answers um don't associate don't read that mm-hmm. book or this book um so you're probably told something similar but i can't really speak to that my my personal experience is with this and then um but i've i've sort of had a a kind of a spiritual awakening in my adult life and i've i guess i've realized that like i'm an old woman and i should decide for myself what i think about things i love that we're both old now you notice earlier i described myself as i'm an old man and i just want to go in the water and there's kids everywhere and noises everywhere why are the wolves always howling at great wolf lodge i don't understand though i do i am feeling my age like a lot a lot more than i ever have before and i've started thinking about like when i'm gonna die and stuff like this stuff that i have never really worried about before but one of the things that i've i've realized is that when you reach a certain age you you can kind of decide for yourself how you're gonna feel about things and so i've I, I decided that I was going to read the Barit Hadashah, which is what we call the New Testament. Oh. Um, and um, so I've been learning about Yeshua, who uh, also known as Jesus. And um, it's very interesting to me because uh, <laughs> being told that this, I've, I've been told that that book is anti-Semitic. And then when I read it, I find that it is actually about a Jewish guy Mm -hmm. and all of his Jewish friends preaching Judaism to Jews. Um, So (laughs) I feel like it's okay if you want to read it, read it and see how you feel about it. But I digress. Anyways, the page that you had me turn to is what what my mother-in-law who is a uh, who would describe herself as as a christian what she calls a testimony um so um which i guess is like when you talk about like how how you came to have a relationship with yeshua um like testimony is when like that first moment or or like I, I don't know. I guess it's the story of like your kind of spiritual awakening, like how you how you decided that this was the path you were going to go down. And I guess you can witness to other people by giving your testimony. There's a whole legal jargon that I'm unfamiliar with, but I'm unfamiliar as well. How would you use testimony in a sentence? Like I came to testimony? No, no, like um I'm I gonna, had a testimony I, at, at church, Leaf gave his testimony and we all learned about how he Oh. So like someone's testimony could be here, wait. Someone's testimony could be like, so I was bored at home and I didn't want to go to sleep. And so I started scrolling through Netflix and I came upon the chosen. Yes. Yeah. And 
that's when I came to testimony or yeah, I sh- that's, that's my testimony. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it and I started reading about it yeah. and I decided that that's what I believe. And so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm on the same page now. All right. So she told me that this is my, by the way, real quick, I would listen to a whole podcast about what we're talking about right now, Tess, <laughs> just in case you're curious. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and, um, the the thing that spurred this was um uh, again i spent a lot of time on youtube a youtube video popped up in my uh in my algorithm i got recommended to me i don't know how i discovered it like what what magic went behind the scenes for me to see this video but it was a young woman and the i think the title of the video was um let me tell you about the christian cult my parents made me join when I was a teenager and you know, I love cults. Oh yeah. So I was like, Oh, I want to hear her cult story. Mm -hmm. And she starts, um, she starts describing, (laughs) you know what? All joking aside is the algorithm. Isn't that complex on that one. (laughs) That one's actually pretty darn straightforward. They're like, Oh, so she's been into the chosen. She loves cults. Shabang. I think she's going to like this one. (laughs) All right. So real quick, let me table this video. I'm going to come back to it. Okay. And let me tell you about something that happened to me when I was a teenager. Mm. When I was a teenager, I um, was, uh, I fell in with a group of friends who all went to a Christian youth group together. And they were like, you should come to Christian youth group with us. We have so much fun. Um, and it's all of us that you hang out with at school. We just hang out there at this at this place. And we all and and I was like, ooh, but I'm not a Christian. And they were like, it's fine. You can come anyway. You don't have to be Christian to come to youth group. And I was like, OK, so I went and then I started going like all the time because all my friends were there and it was a good time. We had snacks. We would sing like praise songs and um uh, and then um was there like the... a cool guy with an acoustic guitar and he was of like there hey were. guy there so man it's hard being a teen isn't it you know okay. who had a real hard time jesus yeah it was pretty much like that there was a, the guy um it was a guy and his wife and they ran the youth group and they would give they usually gave like a little sermon and they would tell you like a story from Jesus. And all of the sermons were about like, this guy thinks that you should be nice to other people. And he said that we should be kind and we should, um, we should uh, serve people. We should give. We should love each other. Even yeah. our, even our enemies, the people that wish us ill, we should love. So they would tell all these stories and, I I had very positive feelings about the youth group and my friends and um, the stories that they were telling and the songs. And even though I wouldn't label myself a Christian, I had like really positive. I was very open to it. I was like, I'm open to this. I'm not ready to commit to anything, but I'm open to it. And then that the the married couple who ran the youth group left and another guy came in to run the youth group. And I noticed that youth group suddenly had a very different vibe. Um, and his sermons were all about how if someone is not a Christian, then they mm. are a servant of Satan and you should cut them out of your life. And in similar topics to that. And um, um, doesn't sound good. 
no didn't i i didn't i feel great about it and yeah. i was like hmm i don't know and then all my friends started talking about this retreat that they were all going to go on this retreat a christian youth retreat and did i want to come i should come on the retreat with them and i was like sure i'll go on the retreat so i went on the retreat and um and okay <laughs> So I went on this retreat. I gotta tell you, I'm really nervous, Tess. I'm I'm very nervous about all of this. Such a weird page. You picked such a weird page. I mean, hey, the destiny has spoken, man. This is the the page we landed on. So I went on this retreat. Okay. Now let's get back to that girl in her video. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're doing real quick. You're doing a little like Christopher Nolan esque. I was just about to say, I was like, this is like a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Oppenheimer by any chance? I haven't seen it yet. Phenomenal. Three hours, very long. Okay, continue. (laughs) I heard that it doesn't even feel like three hours. Uh, It is. This man, uh, it doesn't feel. It's it's three hours of just like thought provoking moments and and lightning quick fast cuts to conversations like it's just like the way this man weaves a story or in this case like two stories but like simultaneous like it's so good anyway um you're doing the nolan cut of your of of your experience i like this we're we're cutting back to that video about the girl who's telling us about the cult that her parents tried to get christian bell was a twin the whole time Oh my god! Without context, that means nothing. Don't worry about <laughs> okay, it. I'm okay. I'm clearly talking about Batman. Everyone knows this. <laughs> Your face was so funny. You were like, "Oh my god!" I can't believe. I can't believe that. Um. Okay. So this girl, she was like, "Oh yeah, when I was a teenager, my parents sent me on this retreat." Oh my god! And she starts describing the retreat. And Leaf, it is the retreat that I went on when I was a teenager. And the way that she described it brought back like all of my memories of of the retreat. And the way that she described it made me realize that it's a cult. Mm. <laughs> and like they, for instance, they uh they they utilize sleep deprivation, which I always presumed was happening because i remember feeling so tired during the retreat now at the beginning of the retreat they made you hand over your watch i went to the retreat in like the early 90s or like like late 90s early 2000s we didn't have phones yeah i was gonna say people still owned watches back yeah that was crazy time they make you give them your watch so that you don't know what time it is. Now, this girl, she said, I kept my phone with me. I hid my phone. She went, she went to, it's the same retreat, but like at a different time in a different place, but it's the same thing that she went to. And she's like, I kept my phone so that I, so that I'd have it. And I noticed that they kept us up to like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning doing these various activities. And all of the activities she described were the same activities that I did. And I remember at the time feeling that they were genuinely spiritual experiences that I was having. But when you put that in the context of the sleep deprivation, you realize that you were being emotionally manipulated. And when you are tired you're not really thinking totally like you would normally think and you don't really process information the same way and so some of these activities were 
really intense and I was having an intense reaction to them. And now that she's, now that she's describing them, I'm realizing, oh, this is what cults do. They emotionally manipulate people into doing what they want them to do. Um, and she also mentioned like all of this jargon that they would use um, and uh, everything matched up. And I realized, oh, that's what this was. <laughs> now, the culmination of this retreat, the climax, is that you are encouraged to publicly convert to Christianity. Um, and uh, they they have this ceremony where you go up and you um, and you. Uh, accept Jesus as your savior. And I, and they say that it's optional, but it doesn't feel optional. Mm -hmm. um, but even, even though it didn't feel optional, I did choose to opt out of that part of the experience. I was like, I, I remember like what you do is there's a cross and they, you have like a necklace and they give you the cross necklace and the necklace said all or nothing. And I was like, Ooh, that's a lot. I'm, I'm a teenager <laughs> and I'm Jewish. And I, you're I like, I haven't even caught all the Pokemon yet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I actually, maybe that's what the cross is. It's all got to catch them all, all or nothing or none. No, get problem. out of here, son. <laughs> and I was like, what if I'm not sure? What if I'm not ready for this? Yeah, that's really um, intense. Oh, my goodness. So I chose to not take part in the ceremony. And then when we got back to the real world. <laughs> so part of this retreat is that on the next one, you will, you will go again. And this time you're a helper on the retreat and you never stop going to the retreats. It's just a constant, like you just keep going and you just keep saving more people, whatever the, the goal of the retreat is. But through the video, I realized that, like the what they're doing isn't really authentic and it isn't really like a, a genuine relationship with God. You're being manipulated. You're being instantly. you're being manipulated and your your mental faculties are being hindered so that you can uh you know take these steps. Right. So they can do what they think you should do, but mm -hmm. you should be choosing those things on your own. Um so I when we got back they were like, oh, the next retreat is coming up. Are you going to come? All my friends were like, come on, let's go on the next retreat. We're going to be helpers. And I was like, you know what? I'm still open to this. And these are still all my friends. And so, yeah, I'll go on the next retreat. And then the guy who led the youth group pulled me aside and told me that he had spoken to God and that God did not want me to go on the retreat. And that's that, a dramatic pause just then. Good that, job, Tess. I will say that sent me as a, like a young person mm -hmm. trying to figure things out. It sent me into this like spiral. And I was like, oh, that doesn't that what you're saying doesn't sound like anything I know about God that I've been taught about. And um, this all must be BS. Mm hmm. And I'm not going to have any part of it anymore. And so I stopped going to youth group and I stopped hanging out with my friends because now we didn't really have a whole lot to talk about because 
they wanted to talk about Jesus and I did not want to talk about that. And um, I stopped playing the guitar because all of the songs I knew were praise songs. It kind of just like upended like a big part of my life. Mm. Um, And I had very negative feelings about it. And those negative feelings just kind of like stuck with me for years and years and years. And um, uh, so flash forward to now I'm an old woman and I'm watching this video. (laughs) This really is a Nolan film. This is great. I just rewatched Interstellar the other day and I feel like we're living pretty. This is pretty much the movie Interstellar. (laughs) So um, I had this experience, but. Now I'm reading Buried mm-hmm. Hadashad. I'm reading the words of Yeshua and they are um, resonating with me. And I am seeing how the prophecies from the Tanakh point to Yeshua. And I'm seeing how he is pointing back at those stories and how it it's not it's not a Jewish thing and a Christian mm-hmm. thing. It's just a how should you live your life? What is the best way to 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 be good and what is the best way to 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 serve and to to love and be loved and and i now can have an authentic relationship with god whereas had i been recruited into this cult i feel i would not have had a uh authentic relationship with god i would have had what i would call a performative relationship mm-hmm. with god which i think uh, the people who are involved in this cult are doing they're performing spirituality they're not actually experiencing authentic spirituality and i remember at the time thinking that man who told me he had spoken to god <laughs> the audacity mm-hmm. of him to say that to me but now i think what well, maybe he did and maybe God knew that that was not for me, that that was not the path that I was meant to walk, that I was meant to walk a path that led me to him authentically 20 something years later. But I, I'm grateful now. It's made me put in perspective this really negative experience that I had. And even if that wasn't his intent his intent clearly to me was to get me away from these good christian children um because i was serving satan that was his opinion um uh but you know god works in mysterious ways and i feel that he saved me from a cult <laughs> which is interesting because i you know that i've been so preoccupied with cults and i'm I, aware of this yeah yeah, yeah. and i i'm always like oh i'm never gonna fall for that and then i come to find out almost did <laughs> almost did when i was a teenager i was so desperate to fit in with this friend group that i almost did keep going with it and who knows where that would have led me Um, even without sleep deprivation and all the other tactics, like just being in a group of peers, it's very powerful. You know, people will do almost anything if everyone else in the room is doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. 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 They were definitely using strategies. They were using Mm -hmm. tactics and like, um, like at the time I thought, oh, wow, I'm really feeling something. And what I was feeling was tired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i remember not to not to derail the your 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 contributions or, or belittle them but i remember when i was a new dad 
And if we have anyone listening who's not familiar with children, uh, when babies are born, um, you don't get any sleep forever and you feel like you will die from exhaustion. And I remember once feeding Freya in the middle of the night and being so exhausted that I saw her little, um, what is it called? It's like a baby wipe warmer. Like you put the baby wipes in there and it keeps them warm. And I saw the light on it. And I remember, I asked you not, I saw it like blinking and winking at me and i remember being like you're not you're not gonna get me or my baby today and i i i did this thing where i moved my head like this way like for if you can't see me i'm kind of leaning to one side and i i would track the light like following me like oh it's this mother i'm gonna get him and i remember i took a blanket like a baby blanket and i threw it over that little thing and i was like let's get out of here right and so here's the deal like i thought an inanimate object was after me and my daughter who know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sleep when you're not of sound mind, like reality's out the window. You can be easily manipulated, you know? Yeah. And I, I remember like one of the, one of the things that one of the activities that took place in these like way past midnight moments was they had you, I remember they had you write on a piece of paper, like what you feel like is keeping you from a relationship with the Lord, like whatever sins you've been mm. committing, whatever. Um, and then you would take the piece of paper and they had a cross, an actual like wooden cross and they had nails and you nailed your sin. Oh, wow. Cross. Oh my goodness. That's intense. And then somebody who sort of resembled Jesus picked up the cross and carried it. Wait, out. like a person was dressed up like Jesus? Yes. yes. And he carried the cross with all of your sins on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, I get it. Metaphor. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he took them outside and he took the papers off of the cross and he burned them in a bonfire. And I remember at the time thinking, like, I was crying. Yeah. We were all crying. Yeah, everyone's crying. Yeah. We all thought we were having this, like, moment. And Who was the guy that played Jesus? Like, just a guy? Like, you see him later smoking, like, I did a good job, right? I also I also play Elvis at Bar Mitzvahs. <laughs> Some actor? I don't know. And then I remember another night... Um, they they like they made you walk through this like candlelight uh uh pathway and people are singing on every side of you they're serenading you with these songs and then you went into this room and i remember that they did they did these skits like they performed like these skits and all of the a lot of the skits were like, about um like about different Bible stories or? Well, a lot of them were about um, what I guess you would call purity culture about like how you shouldn't date mm. basically um, how you should give your heart to God instead of to a person. <laughs> and I remember like, I, there I am, I'm sleep deprived. I'm watching these skits. I'm sitting there with all of my peer group and I'm like, yes, I shouldn't. I should, you know, be pure and I should not, we should not date. You know, we're teenagers. Like that's yeah. not realistic. You know, that's not the way to, no. <laughs> and, um, but, and uh, these were all activities that she described in her video as well. And, um, but, uh, and like I, it brought back all of these memories and I realized that these were not authentic experiences and it kind of like made me like, whoa, what am I doing? What am I thinking? But then, and so then I was looking here I am, I'm reading about Jesus and maybe this isn't 
this mm. this is what they were trying to get me to but then i realized like what i'm feeling now is real what i felt back then was was it was manipulated manipulation. Yeah. yeah it was tactics it was strategies it was like they were trying to get me to feel a certain way <laughs> i was like but now i i feel it for real and and so for all of how terrible that was and and the horrible the bad feelings that i had about it for years and years like now i can at least look back on it and be like okay what a long strange journey it's been but it's led me to this place where i feel like i get to have an authentic relationship yeah with God and I I feel really good about that and that is the page that you know, that's that the you page we landed on book. that's you know what you know what um I feel like that's the closest our podcast will ever get to like an investigative journalism style podcast <laughs> um thanks all joking aside, thank you for sharing, Tess. You know, you're welcome. That is, thank that's you a... for for being open to that because you know, not not every friend. Again, like you said, you have to find people that you can talk to about stuff where you're not going to freak them out or like bum them out or. <laughs> it's yeah, it's. I feel like I'm. I don't know, like a. Uh, it's hard to describe, like. Um, yeah, like I te- I text Tess about this. I feel like my like way of thinking and viewing the world is is changing a little bit um but i got my red flag like i'm looking like i keep going like like to me it's like if it's changing for the better then then that's good it doesn't really matter the the how or why you know and i try not to overthink it but uh yeah no it's it's really it's it's hard to describe you know well, I mean, I think it's it's meant to be that way. That's where that phrase born again comes from. And I'm not like a huge fan of that phrase. I feel like it's got kind of a weird like uh, association, but the 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 idea is there. It's like when you when you when this clicks, you realize that you're you have different kind of priorities now and you look at things in a different way. Everything kind of has a new context that you're viewing it through. It's almost like putting on glasses. Yeah. Like maybe you haven't been able to see and now you can see a lot clearer now. And maybe that's a little scary. It's scary because that's not what the world looked like before. It looks different now. Um, But it's, but it's good, you know? So I understand what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing I think of a lot is like, uh, like if I'm at work, and uh like i'm dealing with some difficult patrons or i'm having a tough day and i'll be like oh man this made my day worse i just think about like Mm. like it's you know what you know where i'm going with this like it's it made my day worse but like my job is i'm a librarian and like if i made someone else's situation better right they were real d's to me uh, and about not really appreciative of of our process for doing passports but it's like you put yourself aside and and you got them some passports you know and at the end of the day they they'll say thank you and they'll say thank you so much you got it done even though at the time i was like okay we could have closed up shop a little bit ago and i'm putting myself at a disadvantage by doing this 
but at the end it's like like that doesn't matter right like i don't know it's it's it, it like you said like lenses it's it's interesting so so that's been our inaugural uh whatever stuff we're gonna whatever we're gonna call this segment <laughs> we could always relegate same team to once a month <laughs> and we'll workshop it and we'll we we it. go through we go through the bible chapter by chapter <laughs> giving i mean we don't have to read it like we could just you know like book club it you know mm-hmm. summarize yeah. we'll 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 put a pin in it um if you enjoyed this let us know uh if you didn't you can also let us know but be nice that's all we ask <laughs> and uh thank you so much for listening uh remember god loves you and not in a creepy way <laughs> <laughs>